Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi, this is Linda Willow-Roberts from Enlightened Conversations. I have got with me today my friend, which is really a bonus because I get to talk about talk to her and we can just chat about all things spiritual. But I want to formally introduce who I've got here, Karen McNamara Slater. Has got, uh, she's from Holistic Essentials Therapy and Consulting. She's an international psychic medium, a Reiki master, teacher, a speaker, a meditation facilitator, and a spiritual counsellor, and, 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 and. She's got lots of things behind her. Um, and I really um, am going to let you listen to Karen and I just chat. We've been friends for a while now, Karen. We have. Hi, Linda. Thank you oh, for having hi. me. How are you? Um, Grateful, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Gee, we've had some fun times. We've done some things. Um, we were in uh, London together um, and just pottering around and we did the Sacred Site tour um, in England together and we've done um, been in our Soul Change tour when we went to New Zealand. Um, so you and I have, have um, you know, I think you're, you're my soul sister and, and I just love connecting with you. Absolutely. No, I'm so grateful. That I met you also uh, when I went on, on that trip to the UK because I was such a fish out of water. I'd only been to uh, been overseas really myself the year before when I went to visit my sister. And this was all very new territory for me, you know, new people and getting back out there. And I was terrified. <laughs> so I, I was so grateful to meet you because I just felt you know, you were from Tassie and to me, that's like, you know, my little sister town and yeah, <laughs> it was so wonderful. And we just connected in such a great way. The yeah. trip would, um, it was really made by you and of course, Melissa as well, but it was yeah. just, yeah, it was just beautiful. Oh, look, you got... with your Sorry. internal antenna, your internal antenna wow. of all things Arthur and Merlin and, Kings and queens and oh, it was just amazing. The nice I, <laughs> I know, remember that. Um, I really have a really good spiritual GPS. Um, yes. So, and I can remember like times years ago, going, "Where are you going?" And I'd go, "I don't know." And off we'd go in a direction, you know. And, and miracles really happened, you know. Even photos that we took. You know, I'd go to take, when we're on the hop on, hop off bus in London and go to take a picture of a statue on the building and all of a sudden the, the sun, sun shining on it, I know. And it just glowed and I thought, oh, my God. But um, I, I really like that. You know, you say that you're a fish out of water. I, I felt like that too. Isn't self-doubt really hard? Because oh, we were like 16 mediums and um, I felt like... Um, that I was a fish out of water too. But it was the best trip because it really does, when you go to sacred sites or go and learn somewhere else in another country, you break through that spiritual glass ceiling, don't you? And you go to another level. Well, you have to really, for myself, I guess even with the sacred sites, you know, the Chalice Well and White Springs and the experiences that I had there and the beautiful visions that I had there, 
I'm so glad that I had those experiences leading into, you know, that week of study that we did because you really have to trust. You have to trust so much in source. You have to trust so much in, you know, your team and spirit that are working with you, that you um, are where you're meant to be, but that you're worthy of being there. And that was the biggest thing for me was, okay, well, I work differently and there's so much more to me than just this. And I, I'm not here to try and fit in, but I think that's what you try and do, you know, especially I've spent, I guess, most of my life trying to be normal and fit in only to stage in my life and think, well, it's okay that I don't. And the only person that needs to approve of me or accept me or love me is actually myself. (laughs) No one else. Uh, no one else can do that for me. And that feeling of not fitting in or feeling different is that, you know, that discord that you have within yourself of not being okay with who you are. So, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was awesome for me. But yeah, I so had to trust. I really did. Every day was a challenge in some of the things that we had to do. (laughs) So what you were talking about, we we studied at the Arthur Finlay College for um, under Tony Stockwell. And uh, so there was a hundred people from all around the world that were mediums and psychics and clairvoyants. And, um, and, and you're right. It's, it's about your own journey and it's about sitting in the, in what's your authentic truth. You know, um, I just had a situation on the weekend and, um, I'm, somebody said, oh, do you want me to just check to make sure that that's okay? I was talking about something and I said, I, I don't need you to do that because, um, I can feel in my body. I don't need the validation anymore because I can feel in my body when I'm on the right track. Yes, because if, if I'm feeling fine and, and everything's moving forward and I'm on that spiritual train, everything sort of flows. So that's my validation yes. is how I actually feel. And, and yeah. it's so true. Because, and I was thinking about this this morning, actually, when I was getting ready. We, we never, we're never taught to trust that internal guide that we have, which is our, you know, so many people call it so many different things. You can call it God, you can call it source, you can call it your inner being, you know, there's, there's a million names, but it's all the same thing. And that's that part of yourself that's still connected to everything else in the universe. And so that's, that part of you is always wanting the best for you. It's always wanting for you to do well. It's wanting for you to be happy and it's wanting, it knows though, what is for your best, yes. that part of yourself, but we're never taught to connect to that and to listen to it because then we're externalized outside of ourselves and we listen to everything else and we lose touch with this in here. So my, my, and that's my focus is I need to make sure that I have this and this is in alignment and I'm in alignment with that in all that I do so that I know then that, like you said, I'm on the right track. But, you know, I still fight with ego. I still have, I still have to question myself and my motivations and my intentions. Okay, well, why am I doing this? What am I wanting to get out of this? And, you know, what's my ego's role in this? So, yeah, so when you're in that alignment, then you can kind of go, all right, well, there's a little bit of ego there, all right. So what is the reason for that and why do I need that? And can I let that go? And who am I without that? And can I be okay without that? So, yeah, wow, I don't know where that is all okay from. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking she's in the zone, you know. Can I can I just, oh my God. Can, I just, can I just say about your nose when you go in the zone? Oh my god, all right. If you have to, yes. I have to. I have to. You know, when, when we were away 
and really we were, <laughs> you know, we were doing the sacred site tour and all the rest of it, we realised, Melissa and I realised something about Karen, that she has something very special. When she's in the zone and when she's um, meditating or she's getting to a high vibration, her nose morphs. And I can only get my face to morph when I'm trancing. But Karen has the ability to go in the zone and her nose morphs to the point you, you look and then you look. That's not my, and then you'll take a picture and she'll go, but that's not my nose. So, We've actually experienced that, and so I reckon that's pretty cool, though. That's your your spirit GPS. Like oh, it absolutely is. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, so, and any time you're so right. Any time that I am in that full, you know, if I'm, and especially if I'm not having to worry too much about doing the speaking side of things, yes. yes. Um, mm. I still feel my nose morph. And remember, remember when we're in New Zealand. <laughs> And it was like kind of just shining when we were on those, the, the, the beautiful um, corner and it was all beach and, you know, the, the, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I know. It is, it is really funny. So we did the Soul Change Tour in New Zealand. So it was Melissa, Karen and I, and we stood up on, on stage and let the audience ask us questions. So we're all mediums and psychics and clairvoyants and we all have our different tags on. And so that gave um, the audience three different perspectives about the messages that we were, were bringing in, which I reckon is perfect because not everybody will get me and not everybody will get you and not everybody will get Melissa. It's just, you know, we, we resonate. That's why we're all different. That's why spirit wants us to be all different people. So we can get to a range of, of people that resonate with each person. That was a great tour. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. I loved it. And I learnt so much and I learnt so much from both you and Melissa. So I'm very grateful for that as well. But it, it was a fantastic experience. Again, it's that stepping into trusting in spirit and trusting in where you're at and where you're meant to be. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic, but you're so true too in what you're saying is that there's this often people think, Oh, you know, there's, um, I, I want to talk about the competitiveness because you know sometimes there can be competitiveness in the work that we do. But it's, oh. it, and I just think there are a billion people on this planet and we all vibrate at a different vibrational frequency. We're all yeah. in a different place in our lives. We've all had different life experiences. And so I just think there is something that all of us have that is not going to meet the needs of every single person no. because we have that experience. We can't give that person what they need at that time. So you're so true. Everyone's so, um, so that fit was perfect yes. for the people had in the groups because each of us had our own individual personal experiences and our individual experiences working with spirit that we could bring through. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And <laughs> it, it, well, it just makes us, it makes us available. You know, there's no point in having these gifts and, and the, the um, momentum that we have um, and, and being in service to the universe if we, we're not available to people. You know, they, they need to be able to reach who they need to reach and be, you know, and be guided as well. And, um, no, I loved it. It was a lot of fun, actually. And it was like... You just you just open up there, open and vulnerable, but then trusting that spirit's going to give you what they need to give you. And you know yeah. me, I, I can talk underwater. People on the planet, not one. <laughs> this um, little voice, this little voice is just saying in my head, there's seven billion people on the planet, not one. <laughs> <laughs> you, got 
nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's like yes yes well they like to play they like to you know make sure that you're doing what you're meant to do aren't they <laughs> yeah you meditate a lot i i put it out there to do that but i just don't seem to find enough time and i like your commitment to meditation even when we were away you would meditate once or twice a day do you Oh, you know, I, I like that aspect, but I just don't seem to have the discipline to do that. Do you know, I, I started, I started, um, first was introduced to meditation, I think when I was 21 and went to the first classes at the Spiritualist Church. And I only yeah. ever did very, um, through classes, through development, which might've been weekly or fortnightly or monthly. And I had a very personal experience with my best friend and issues that she was having with her daughter. And it was mental health issues and she attempted <coughs> several times to um, take her own life. Oh. And, um, and so that, there was that connection with my friend and helping her through that. But it really brought to my mind the limitations that our local area have for um, psychiatric services and help that's available for an age group of people, you know, really from about 12 through to 25, there's just this empty gap. Um, and that's not to say that people aren't trying to do good things. There's just not the resources and we're regional. It's not like we're in the metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. And so <coughs> services weren't helping to um, helping her. And really where she's at, she needed more help. So I said to my friend, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna research all the psychiatric, private psychiatric hospitals in and around Melbourne and what they're doing. And it was through that that I discovered that they were using mindfulness therapies as treatments for anxiety and depression. And I was like, wow, we're, we're, I'm in the 21st century and I've not heard of you know mainstream medicine doing things like this. And through that, that then led me to Smiling Mind, which is an awesome Australian company. And they're doing work, not just here in Australia, but overseas as well, to really implement children learning to meditate from a very young age and having it to be part of the school structure. So that was really my reintroduction, I guess, to the power of meditation and how this can really help people in their lives. I was going through some significant personal experiences myself as well. And so I did, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do this app five minutes morning and night. And I guess in my role at the time, I was still working in an organization, I was managing staff and they were all having multiple dramas and were very real and very valid and traumatic that were occurring with them. Yeah. And so I was asking, well, how can I better empower other people? And I thought, well, I can't talk to people about doing this, you know, meditation or this app if I'm not doing it because I'm, I've always felt that you need to be in alignment with what you talk about. Um, and I couldn't say to somebody or recommend for somebody to, to try it if I wasn't using it. So I went, all right, I'm going to do this every day, morning and night for five minutes. I can do that five minutes. And I've still kept that commitment. I do a lot longer than five minutes. But my life has changed in so many ways, so many ways. Um, going, even going to the UK, I look now and I think if I hadn't have started that reconnecting with my inner being, reconnecting with the universe, reconnecting with source, if I hadn't have started doing that, I, I would never have ended up in the UK. I wouldn't have met you. You know, there's just so many snowballs that have occurred for me just making that commitment to myself, but to the higher part of myself, I guess. And it really helped me overcome some 
very traumatic experiences that were going on at the time. And, yeah. you know, now, and that inspired me then. I was like, wow, um, I can teach people, you know, how to meditate, you know. Well, really it was, I knew I could, but in the world that we're living now, people like to have that certificate. And so I thought, well, I can become a, med a meditation teacher. I can do that. And the, the certification process was beautiful. I, it took me about 18 months to finish it, but it was very much about getting in touch with yourself and getting in touch with that creativity and just really understanding how meditation is so good. You know, for the logical people out there, there's the medical science behind it. And then for the spiritual people out there, there's that getting in touch with yourself. And then one really just overflows into the other and it blends beautifully. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, yeah, it, it does. It all connects you back. I mean, I don't, I don't not meditate. I've just put my leg. I'm comfortable talking to you, Karen. I've just put my legs up onto the on the chair, and it's just like we're chatting. Yeah, I, I don't not meditate. I actually have my Indian music, the same music that's on my phone that I've carted everywhere with me, and I put that on. And as soon as I put that on, um, I could be doing things, and I just go back into the zone and ground myself. So I do do it, but I, I, don't, um, I don't do guided meditations anymore. But I certainly do listen to my body. And when my body, so I had quite a busy weekend. Um, I had speaking at the MBS Festival in Brisbane. And I forgot to ask. Yeah, and then flew home Saturday night and, and went to an engagement party. And then yesterday, my body just went rest. So I laid on the, the bed yesterday and read and just basically just chilled out for the day because that's what my body was saying. No, the MBS Festival in Brisbane was really, really good. It's, it was such a lovely energy. Um, the people were wonderful. And I spent Friday morning just wandering around and meeting people and, and had access bars and, you know, just sport myself a little bit. And it was it's a, a nice atmosphere. I really enjoyed it. I've been to it a few times. And um, I just find that everybody is so welcoming and so open and just, you know, like we said before, they just celebrate each other's achievements. And that I just love. You know, when you're around people that um, are celebrating everybody's achievements, the energy just grows as a collective. Absolutely. And everybody just expands from that. Yeah. And so when we were, I was talking, I said, you know, if we're all sitting here and we're all in the now and we're all open our heart, our energy is just growing. And that's, you know, sitting in that energy, which I know from like John of God, when there's that many people yes. vibrating at, at that loving energy, you, you're healing people that's sitting there and, and that you're around. I'm just looking at the birds. I've got two birds just fluttering outside the window. So that's lovely. Well, I guess that was one of the drivers also for me in meditating and doing the work was, I, you know, how can I raise my vibrations? How can I assist in raising the vibrations of the planet? How can I assist in raising the vibration of everyone around me? And I guess as a healer as well, and I'm sure everybody has done this, it, your intentions for helping another person heal is from the goodness of your heart yes. and because you want somebody to be well. But I think the myself I can only speak personally the biggest lesson and the hardest lesson that I've learned is that it is not my job to heal anybody else it is not my job to fix anybody else it's not for me to look at somebody and say that person needs fixing because they're perfect in who they are at that moment and but what it is my job to do is to make sure that I am 
in the best I'm healed. I'm well, I'm in alignment with source. I'm in alignment with, you know, the energy that I'm going to use to provide the space for healing. And so I guess, you know, that's, that's my job as a healer is to provide that space, but be in the right space, if that makes sense. So yeah. then I thought, well, meditation because of it's the Maharashi effect is you actually, it's scientifically shown that when you have a group of people who are meditating, you actually raise the vibration of that whole area. You, yeah. you also, you know, it affects it out. It ripples out. It has a great ripple effect into the, the, the community. And I know even in my local area where I am here, I know that in the time I've been running classes now for about, ooh, I think I must be coming two years, I think, here now. And I know that anyone that comes to this space, it's just like they get out of the car and they're like, oh, it's so beautiful and so peaceful. And, you know, and so that's, that's them picking that up yeah. before they even get in here. So I just think my neighbours are so lucky <laughs> and the street's so lucky because I, you know, I run three classes a week here now for um, a meditation classes. So yeah. as well as doing some group sessions. So we're building that energy. So I guess, you know, I'm on a world scale, you know, you, you, I'm happy with the contributions that I'm making to improve, I guess, the quality of people's lives, but even just the vibrational frequency or the energy of the planet. And that's my yeah. little bit, what I can yeah. do. <laughs> well, we only, we only ever do what's, what, you know, we're only ever doing the best that we can. And so when you go places and there's people there and they're willing to listen and you're talking about what, you, what you know, your life purpose is and your passion, it, it, it gives you energy and you just can't help but help people. You yes. know, you, you draw them in. And, and that's why we're, when we're in service and, and we say, you know, bring people that, that, that we can help, that they resonate with yeah. us. And so we, we get who we can help, you know, we get the right people for, for us. And, you know, and it's the same with um, meeting you and Melissa and, and I'd met Melissa before, but I actually asked for my soul family to come in, you know, like I was working spiritually and I love my friends and family dearly, but to, I wanted to be um, on, this, on the spiritual train 100% and I asked spirit to bring in my soul family. And, you know, you showed up and Melissa showed up and different people around the country, or around the world really, showed yeah. up um, that we just clicked and we resonated and um, all on the same sort of level and vibration. Um, and that's the heart space that, that we hold. And it's when spirit brings in people that you can resonate with, that as friends, you know, you, it's... We can be silly, we can laugh, we've giggled in all sorts of different places and just had a really light energy. But just calling in your soul family, I think personally, was the best thing I've ever done. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. And I, I know um, for myself, you know, I, I guess I've done this type of work for a long time now, but then you have periods in your life where you just kind of go, you know what, Spirit, I know you're there but I, I, I just can't be in that space right now. I, I, I need to figure out what's going on with me. And I had that period out. And so with what happened with my girlfriend's daughter and getting back into that, at the same time, I was um, getting ready to do my master's for the Ascension Reiki. 
and I knew I just had this feeling within myself. So it already started with the meditating. I committed to that and I thought, right. So once I do this, all right, source, spirit, universe, I'm completely yours. I'm in service to you for whatever, wherever you want me to be. You just show me where you want me to go. You show, you show me what you want me to do. And I handed myself over. And when you do that, wow, it's amazing. Because they really do, like you said. And I, you know, it's a lonely journey when you first commit to that. Because mm. the people around you, they love you and they love who you are. But then you just become something else because you've spent all of that time trying to be what everyone expects you to be and to fit in, really, don't you? <laughs> so, yes, I'm so grateful that my soul family showed up as well because there was I was feeling quite isolated at that time too because you can't talk crazy woo-woo talk <laughs> with people who, you know, they're interested in what you might have to say but they're not ready they're not there or it's not part of their journey yeah. or they you know people don't want to feel silly either because they don't understand what you're talking about so yeah. I'm so grateful because yes there was you and there was Melissa and I've got a couple others now I've got this little community of spiritual friends that yeah. I in the world to me that understand me when I speak <laughs> which is fantastic <laughs> and notice things changing um yeah <laughs> like, I, I I really love it. You know, you and I have talked about uh, different stages because we, we both, um, um, we f well, we were, we've always been spiritual, both of us, but it's just, you know, when you develop and when you actually get on board with, with spirit and the slaps get to the stage that we need to do something about it. But really, it's so hard as spiritual people to adjust the people around you to adjust to the new you because yeah. they really like to put you back into the box where you came from and say oh, yes. we live limitless we, yeah. we live in a limitless, limitless fifth dimensional unconditional love time yeah. yes. and we like how we are now and we're happy and we're successful um, and but some people still like us to be the old people that 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 we were and we're not that anymore we've grown and we've evolved and and we're happy and and filled that void internally not externally absolutely and I think people see you in that zone or in that energy well we are all energy so whether somebody is intuitive or not or if they're you know in touch with their inner being or not you will some people are drawn to you or they'll pick up something from you energetically whether yes. they can practice that or not. And I, I, I have found, it's been my experience, that people, you look the same, but they know you're not the same. Because when they look at you, they're picking up energetically that there's a massive shift in you and you are no longer who you used to be. But what I think is a challenge for some people when they get in that space with someone like you, I think really what it then does is say, oh, do I need to look at what I'm doing? Do I need to look at where I'm at? Should I be doing something else? And I think that's where the challenge comes for people because we're not asking them themselves. We're not asking them to come with us, although we'd love for them to. I tried. Tried dragging my whole family in and I've learned that you can't do that. It's just I'm responsible for where I'm going and yeah. they will eventually find their way and that's their journey. But it has been, I've recognised in other people that it's challenged them 
to think that they then have to do something to change themselves, but they don't. We're not asking you to. But energetically, I think they pick up on that. Yeah. So it's easier if Linda's the old Linda and then I don't have to look at myself. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I had a, um, a lady comment something. I, I did a live feed on, on my, my Facebook page this morning and a lady said, um, what a lot of nonsense. And I said, that's okay that you're not interested in that. And, and that, that's okay. Um, but you always have a choice to, to not watch. Absolutely. And so it's the same when people um, don't understand where we're, the, the energy that we're vibrating at at the moment. Um, it's, it's none of my business what they think. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, my brother, I, I think I told you, my brother had an intervention for me once and he said, you know, we're a little bit over this willow thing, you know, it's a bit too much. And I started laughing and I said, you'd rather the, the partying... Um, disaster that was your sister rather than the happy successful one that you have now and so sometimes it's hard for them to accept the next growth spurt or the, the next new you um you go on no no you go we always do this we did it again <laughs> I've got to not start giggling. <laughs> Why? I would like everybody to see Karen's nose more. That would be wonderful. <laughs> oh, stop it. As soon as you said that, don't. <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> what actually happens when, you, when I trance, I can actually feel when I'm, my face is morphing. And actually you feel pins and needles. And so Karen actually feels um, it. Um, when when her nose starts to change, she can actually feel it. Is it pins and needles you feel? No, I just I literally feel the skin expand. I feel the um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it expands from the inside out. So I actually feel like it moves, like there's pressure from the inside out, yeah. and it moves. Like it does all of my forehead now? I actually was doing a reiki share with one of my students the other week, and she said afterwards, she's like, I looked at your face. And went, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, I was in beautiful La La Land, you know, in the arms of the universe in this beautiful healing space. And she's like, nose was doing something weird. So, <laughs> yes, that is definitely me. Yeah. But I, I was very lucky with the whole um, moving into. I, I was actually brought up quite Catholic. Not quite Catholic. I was brought up Catholic, and I always had a very very strong faith. But I actually, um, I've seen spirits since I was a child. So every night I would go to bed, I felt very unsafe in the world, if that makes sense, even as a child. I, I really felt alone. Oh. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure if I could articulate it, then I would have been saying, what am I doing here? There's some mistake. Don't get me wrong, my family's beautiful. And so every night my bedroom door would light up at a globe white and the same man would always lean against my door. And then spirit literally would walk down my mum and dad's hallway and they'd wave as they went past. And so I felt very safe then, if that makes sense. Like as soon yes. as I saw that and experienced that, I was like, oh, all right, there's, there's people. Like people are there, they're looking up. And there was such love that came through with them. But I verbalised it to my mum and I think my mum freaked out, this weird child that she has that sees things <laughs> that are not really there. 
And so I think I was conditioned quite young to not talk about it then for a very long time. Yeah. So I did go to the, the spiritualist church. There was a little bit of, oh, is this a cult? Is this a cult? What's going on? I didn't even know what one was. No. So I guess started doing that. My family have, you know, and they've kind of said you were always, you were always a little bit weird. So I think that they were quite supportive of me actually doing that work um, because they already knew that I was a bit like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've been very lucky. They've been very supportive. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, mine aren't, um, they've always been supportive, but they, they just thought it was a bit, remember when we were at Arthur Finlay College and my brother <laughs> turned up to make sure that it wasn't a cult. Um, but he just let himself in the back door, parked in the manager's car park and just was walking through there looking for me, remember? I was oh my there. God! <laughs> I, I would have been, I was so embarrassed for you. <laughs> but what a beautiful thing to do though, really. I know, but I'm 50 years old, you know, hello. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're like, like, where am I gonna take him? What am I gonna do? <laughs> It was very funny. It you know what, though? It shows how much he loves you. Because oh, you would have that for somebody that you absolutely, you know, wanted to watch out for and love, you know? And yeah. so... <laughs> it was funny. I'm the youngest of seven, and I've always felt, like, loved. I, there's, there's never a point um, that I never felt like I was loved, but, but very early on, I could feel things and sense things and see things, and... My, I felt alone in life, even though I was loved and I had so many, we're from a really big family and so many people around me, I just can remember a lot of time with my head up against the window when I was a, a child and I've done lots of um, inner child stuff and, yeah. and, and I had yeah. forgiven me and cuddled me and when I was yeah. small, but, you know, just tears streaming down my face, feeling like, you know, I was here, but I was alone. Even though I was loved and by so many people, the isolation that you feel is, um, you know, I'm here and, and I obviously chose the family I came into to learn the things I needed to learn. But you still do feel that isolation that this isn't quite my home, you know. I know where home is. Home's, home's up there. Um, I know. But then, but when, like I said, when you start meeting, meeting your soul family and the connections, you don't feel so isolated or alone. The connections are there and the unconditional love connect, connections. Yes. Yes, and they've well and really helped me. And, I mean, you know, my friends are beautiful and they're very supportive. But, again, it's a very different level. It's yeah. A, it's just a different level. And it's about finding that balance too because, you know, sometimes you think, well, am I just all right, spirit, if this is work that you're wanting me to do, do I have to be on my own so much? <laughs> but we do become isolated, but we're still human. And, you know, part of the human psyche is you need to have that, you know, feeling of connection yes. um, to other human beings. And while you have, you know, I'm always connected to source, there's still that part of me that wants to have a conversation journal and there's another person in the room. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time talking out loud. <laughs> so do I. I. <laughs> somebody else that's looking at me, there's that crazy lady again. She's walking around that house. She's out the front. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, great, yeah. though. 
like I can remember like um, when I first started getting pictures, uh, faces in photos that I was taking, I was actually being opened up to the different realms around and I've, I, you've seen some of my photos in, yeah. the, in my Indian guide and in the photos that I've taken and, and you take them as well with orbs. Um, but I sort of said, everybody sort of said to me, well, that, I said, oh, I can go out in the yard and I can say hello, good morning. And they went, please don't. <laughs> Why not? I can see them. It'd be rude for me not to say hello. Exactly. And for everybody watching, Linda does this wherever you go outside. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Welcome. Hi. Oh, aren't you so pretty? <laughs> That's <Thank> weird. <laughs> it is. And, and like, that, that's showing us. So, you know, we're connecting to them and we're showing them. We just need to celebrate them and, and be open about it. Well, nature is just so important. It's been important for me in my healing journey as well. Yeah. Um, because I say this to so many we just we think we're separate from nature but we're not and you know nature actually needs us at this stage and we've, I guess if you look at the tree you know the tree needs the carbon dioxide and then we need the the oxygen that the tree produces that's just on one thing you know that's an interconnection there that you we can't separate ourselves from you know so in order for us to survive mother nature is very powerful and she'll continue to evolve and grow and this planet will continue you know to survive long after we've whatever happens to us so i think that we're at a time where we need to be maybe being more appreciative of how important nature is yes. to us and what a natural healer it is mm. you know i even just getting in the ocean as soon as i walk up to the 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 water's edge i'm like to me, I even I did this yesterday actually, and it's like the water, as soon as it comes up over your feet, it's like I'm being cleansed, I'm being healed, everything's being washed away. You know, you feel instantly grounded to mother nature or to mother earth. And I just think that, yeah, there's so much power in nature that we, so, not all, but you know, a lot of us just don't even have a clue of the, the power that's there, that we oh. could all be into as well. We can tap into it. You and I have had some pretty good tree experiences. Um, there was the tree at um, Arkafid Lake College. Um, Kara, Melissa and I would go outside after lunch and have some time outside and a bit of a break in between the lectures. And we actually found this, this cute little area. And every time we walked under this, the branches of this particular tree, we'd all start laughing. It was such light energy and it was fun. And, and so we sort of figured that we were in like a fairy energy. But we actually sat and me meditated um, on the Avebury, um, at the Avebury Circle, at the beech trees on the roots, and we meditated, did a meditation there, and the knowledge and the oh, energy there was phenomenal, wasn't it? It was just so amazing. There's no... And the, the feeling of um, compassion and love that comes from nature... You know, yeah. like even laying on all of those roots because all of the root structure of the tree is exposed. And it, even just the history, you know, of all of the experiences that they would have witnessed because, you know, there's spirit inside of a tree. <laughs> it has its own living energy. Yeah, it, it, has does. Its own, it has its own heart. So it's, it was, that was just so powerful. That was amazing. Was. That's an amazing experience. It and that was, was the ceremony actually we did. Dude, that was beautiful.
It was, wasn't it? And then we actually got, now we were talking about what we got to see that night. <laughs> well, if you don't think we're weird now, you are going to be <laughs> We actually were staying, so so we were staying um, probably about an hour away from Avebury. So in the sort of Wiltshire area, which is the crop circle capital of the world. Okay, so we stayed at the, the motel and um, funny things happened. But anyway, um, we went outside to take a photo of the full moon and have a bit of a full moon bath before we went to bed. Karen and I were sharing a room and Melissa came out with us. And so I snap, snap, snapping and I took a photo of the full moon. And when we got back to the room and I enlarged um, the picture, we could actually see something. <laughs> an alien looking thing um, on one of the poles and so we could see the head and the eyes and then the legs went down like that and then back down like that and Karen was poking like oh. <laughs> it was poking its head around it was wasn't it poking its head <laughs> around the corner of the pole and Karen said I'm really scared now and I, so then I was getting orb shots in the bedroom and she said can you get an orb on my finger and like we're mucking around but you know we didn't take it too seriously we we we'd seen it and we, we blew the picture up and had a look at it but the next morning when we got up we yes. actually walked out ready to get on the bus and other people were chatting about what they'd seen last night and we said you know what did you see and they said we come out to have a look at the full moon before I went to bed and we've seen this thing running across here and it was fast and, and described what it looked like and I opened my picture and said, like that? And I went, yeah, that's it. So we just had some really funny and weird experiences and, and I'm open and and I um, work with, with light beings and the Palladies come in and you work with light beings, so we're quite open to that. Um, but we just um, just absorbed it all, I suppose, didn't we? We absolutely did. That experience, that was just, it took it to a whole new level. <laughs> that really took it to a whole new level. And especially for myself, I think, too, because I hadn't really experienced orbs in photos. And yeah. it was so interesting because I, I started to get all of the orb pictures in my, in my photos that I was taking. And you could feel the energy and everything else. And when I got home, I went back over my Canada photos from the year before. And yes. what I had actually captured on those photos and never noticed was amazing. So I just, yeah, I just think that Linda is the capturer of all things. Um, what's the word? Serious. <laughs> and explain. Yes. And I, what about we went to the, the Knights Templar? So we wanted to go to the Knights Templar in London, didn't we? They had the yeah. last three days together just and looking not, around London. <laughs> and we had real a lot of difficulty actually finding the Knights Templar because it's in the, the legal area of London. And so we were looking like for quite some time, I suppose, looking for it. I'm sure we spent a whole day travelling around trying to find it. Yeah, it was hard. Like, and there was all these Pegasus pictures and plaques and and things on all the the lawyers' doors and, and what have you. Anyway, we found the night the Knights Templar, and I was excited to be there. And we spent some time looking at the the tombs that they have and and things like that. And then the other half of of it is a church, 
So we went down that end and, and I said, you know, sort of being a bit discreet, looking around it through my camera lens and saying, there's no orbs in here. There's nothing in here. And then all of a sudden there was this green flash. And I went, did you see that? Hang on, it's moving. So we sort of followed it behind my camera lens and followed it along. And then all of a sudden these, uh, how many were they? Oh, the, there was, yeah. There was a big circle of like um, dots, like it was shining, like, and you could yeah. see through the camera. And all of a sudden, this orb came up in the mi middle of the picture. And we both looked at it, and I think you said, um, Did you see that? And I, I maybe I went, No, what? And I went back and had a look and blew it up. And it actually is a goblet. Like, yes. You yes. know, and, and you could see the goblet and the stem and then the base of it. And um, that just, we just walked out of there and went, oh, wow. You know, some of the things that we actually seen on that trip um, were amazing. really opened my, opened my eyes. Dude. It was amazing. And more too, I'll have to say, to the um, energy of, the old energy of nature. Like, mm. I really felt that, especially in the UK, like that, the yes. power of Mother Nature and the power of, um, the power of, the elements you know even when we were driving on the bus and you know you could feel the energy of there's something in the trees following us and then i would discreetly go take photos and there would be there but i've i came back from there feeling even a, a deeper an older sense of energy mm. i you know than what i'd felt or experienced prior to that so it really did open me up to so much more i mean how much has happened in the last even since then it's mm. like we've just the momentum being able to create things is it's quickening i feel i feel oh. that if you think something it's, it's almost instantaneous in its in how quickly it arrives to you so yeah. i just think you know I, i'm just trying to keep all of my thoughts in the <laughs> thank you being grateful and being blessed for all of the beautiful things and people that I have in my life. And when you live in gratitude and you live from your heart, you, um, you get so much more of that in your life. It's great. Yeah, you do. Instant manifestation. And that's what it was, it was all about. We had a fun time in Glastonbury. Jeez, I felt like Glastonbury was my home and I'd come back. But I was telling somebody, somebody the other day about that man that drew that Arthurian guide for me. How, how weird was that? I kept balancing on the floor. I kept saying in all of the shops, what's wrong with the floors? I was actually starting to think that maybe I'd gotten some sort of a blood clot from my 24 hour flight to the UK. Control, I'll delete that, but yes. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's not even an option. And so, but I was thinking, oh, there's something not right. And it wasn't until we went into that shop. I remember I walked around the corner of the um, counter to go and, sit in the seat to get my aura photo done and I lost my balance and I said to the people I'm like what is going on in this town like what's wrong with all of your shops and he actually said he said there's a vortex right yeah. here where you're standing and he said most people never even feel it and then he was talking to me about the ley lines I'm like oh is that why I'm bouncing on all of the <laughs> in all of the shop floors the power there was incredible it was amazing oh. back tomorrow <laughs> it was. Well, I'm going back June and July. Sorry, how what, thank you very much for coming on Enlightened Conversations. So 
thing. What I'd like you to do now is to just let everybody know where they can contact you, your phone number, where you live, what suburb in Melbourne you're at, what you do, what you've got coming up, and just um, dates and times maybe. Okay, all right. That's not much at all then. <laughs> um, so I have a website and a Facebook page, which is Holistic Essentials Therapy and Consulting. So all of my events that I have coming up, they're, on, they're under the events tab. So yes. I do a regular demonstration, spirit mediumship demonstration night with a good friend of mine, Anne Murphy. And so we've got that coming up this week. Um, every couple of months I do do a sound healing and meditation session so that I can a larger a wider area of the public can access it because I'm limited yeah. to space in this room um, I do have um, speaking about that connecting to the spirit within so I have a workshop that's coming up in June awaken the spirit within which is really just to help people to tap into that spirit within them and to open them up I guess to more of their intuitive nature and how they can utilize that in their own life to lead them to where they need to go to, um, to, to help yourself, to, to rely on yourself for your own resources. My phone number is plus six one three. Oh, I have to write this down. It's zero four three two double one eight four five four. Just drop the zero off the front. Um, that's how you would contact me. I have an online booking system, so I do in-person appointments or via Skype. And I have meditations on my youtube channel karen.slater or under videos on my facebook page wonderful and i get to see you this week so i'm really happy about that so i thank you very much for joining me um, if anybody wants to contact me they can find me on uh, instagram is roberts.linda or um, i am a manifester willows linda willow roberts Willow's Way of Life Facebook page. And thanks, Karen, and I love talking to you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.